Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Nats Nightly, where we definitely do not fall asleep for two hours after the first inning, regardless of the Nixon size gap in our coverage on Twitter. Hi, Doghouse. How are you? <laughs> Good. Good. I also watched every single pitch of the game. <laughs> I, I got a nice nap in. Strasburg threw a nice fourth, uh, first inning, and then all of a sudden it was 4 nothing. But I woke up for all the good stuff. I guess it's probably because I was, up, I was up transcribing all night last night and managed to get three hours in before I woke up in a panic and had to write my mass and post for the week. But I'm all good now. A two-hour nap, well, maybe two-inning nap. I'll be good for a couple weeks now. Steven Strasburg. Yeah, we're not in the AL again. <laughs> I think it was that uh, Midwest trip. Like an extra hour on there seemed to kill me this week, but I'm all good and until they go to San Diego. Steven Strasburg, 9-0 and in 12 starts at the Nationals, 11-1 and in his outings so far this season. 285 ERA, 279 FIP, 22 walks, 100 Ks, 11.39 K per nine, 2.51 walks per nine before tonight, a 218, 276, 339 line against on the year and 79 innings pitched. What calf cramps? He's fine. A walk, two straight singles, <laughs> one of them a bunt single in the second, and a two run home run by Tommy. Brian Howard's never playing again, Joseph, in the third. Nationals are down 4 nothing. Uh, 11 straight outs after that, 8Ks on 92 pitches, ends up with 14 straight. Uh, batters retired in the night at the Nationals rally. Nine unanswered runs for a while there. They got two in the end, though, a 9-6 win. Not a particularly strong night by Strasburg, but he strikes out 10 in the end, retires 14 straight, as I mentioned, 10-0 uh, on the year to start the season and 12 starts. Just uh, <laughs> Wasn't the best night, but certainly got it done there towards the end. And when the Nationals rallied, he really shut the Phillies down. You know, and, and the funny thing is, you, you just look at the line and you say, okay, seven innings, five hits, a walk, 10 Ks. All right, he gave up a home run, so that, that should be like two runs maybe. But instead it's four because he, he had a little bit of contact trouble, but it all came in the same inning. And I, I think he also had the, the walk in there. So basically everything that went wrong for him, Happened wrong all at once. Okay, over two innings. But still, it was all bunched. And before and after that, he's spanning people, setting people down, getting the weak contact that you expect, getting the pop-ups. Uh, it just didn't work out for the, for those two couple of innings. Uh, fortunately, uh, the Phillies are, are terrible, are, are a horrible <laughs> AAA ball club. And Jer- Jeremy Hellickson, aside from that one game where – his strange devil magic somehow confounded the Nats has regressed back to being Jeremy Hellickson and the Nats were able to hang seven (laughs) runs on him just like they should constantly every time. And it shouldn't take them a whole six innings to do it. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, Strasburg could afford to have a couple of weak innings in this outing and uh, go up to what he's 10 and 0 now. For those of us who passed out slash napped slash, sitting up straight in a chair asleep for two innings when he got roughed up. It was a really good outing for Strasburg. Strikes that 10, <laughs> eight ground ball, eight ground ball outs on the night. You mentioned Jeremy Hellickson, four and three and 12 starts with a 3.80 ERA, 4.03 FIP, 2.23 walks per nine, 9.04 K per nine, 250, 3.01, 4.69 line against and 68 and two thirds with the Phillies this year. Uh, four stats, 
fourth fourth start worse than at this season. One and one with a three one three one eight ERA and three starts before tonight. One ninety four two fifty four four zero three line against in seventeen innings. Two scoreless to start, but worse drives into in the third. Ramos and Drew back to back home runs in the fourth. Two run double by Daniel Murphy in the fifth. Six to four at that point ends up giving up seven seven runs total on nine hits, three walks, three home runs. Nationals currently lead the league in home runs and three three big ones tonight. Uh, they just continued to bash. I know you look at at Hellickson's line and it's almost like the reverse of Strasburg's. You're like nine hits, three walks. How did they only put seven runs up on him? It should be like ten. But, uh, you know, I, I, I am thankful, of course, that the, the Nets did manage to score enough runs to, to get Strasburg, well, not to get Strasburg to win the win, to get themselves the win, although it's nice that they also got one from uh, from Strasburg. Uh, hashtag pitcher wins are dumb. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Hellickson, not, you know, he's a, a league average to somewhat below average pitcher. He'll eat your innings. He's some guy to fill out the rotation in your your ball club in the rebuilding phases while they, uh, you know, w- wait for their interesting prospect to come up in the rotation. Uh, and if the Nats can't beat him, bad on them. But they did, so okay. I'm giving the thumbs up for those of you who can't see it here on the podcast. <laughs> it works. Visual always works on the radio. Uh <laughs> The only thing dumber than uh, pitcher wins and maybe saves is the all-star voting. Wilson Ramos, one for three tonight, 345 average on the year. Hits his ninth home run on the season, leading all major league catchers in just about every offensive category. He's also doing pretty well defensively this year. He's up in the top most of the stats except for defensive runs saved, which I discovered the other night. He really doesn't like Wilson Ramos, but he's had, had another big night, just a bomb to center field. I think it was over 400 feet. I don't remember what FP said. He was reading off the stat cast, but an absolute blast right there. And I know it's just a popularity contest in the all-star game, but I'm starting to think I might have to get into this and for the first time ever, really start promoting a player and try to get some votes out there. Uh, St. Louis is running away with it as usual. You know that Buster Posey is going to be up there near, near the top of the popularity contest, but I think Wilson Ramos deserves a little bit more respect for what he's doing so far this season. You know, and to their credit, Yachty and Posey are, are great catchers. You know, they're, they're fantastic ball players. But look at this season. Uh, Ramos is the best hitting catcher in the league, I, I think, in all of baseball right now. Uh, if he had enough plate uh, appearances to qualify for the batting title, he'd be second behind Murphy right now. He's He calls a good game. Uh, he plays good defense. There is no reason he should not be the starting catcher for the NL in the All-Star game. Okay, the All-Star game is dumb. The voting is dumb. We all agree on this. Ramos should still be winning. All of you in, in, in the sound of my voice, go out and vote for Ramos 25 times or 35 times or however many times you can vote for him every day and do it every day in, until the voting closes. This man needs to be on the all-star team. He's having an excellent season, uh, a breakthrough, and he is clearly the best catching candidate out there. And about to become the best catching free agent if the Nationals don't lock him up before the end of this season, which we've discussed before and won't get into again because I want to talk about Danny Espinosa, 10th home run of the year, 7th in the last 14 games, puts the Nationals ahead 7-4 in the 6th, 
uh, ends up being an important one because it ends up being the one that when the Phillies rallied to get it within nine six in the end ends up being the go ahead one. Uh, we definitely have asked before, before the season started and early in the season if you're going to keep Espinosa up and keep Trey Turner down in AAA. What happens if Danny Espinosa has a good season? Uh, According to what Mike Rizzo said earlier this week, uh, he was on 106.7 The Fan in D.C. The sports junkies talking about Trey Turner. He basically said they're in no rush to bring him up. Uh, Danny Espinosa is doing really well defensively. He kind of hesitated to talk about the bat a few times, but in the last couple of weeks, uh, this is the Danny Espinosa you want at the plate. He's probably striking out a little bit more than everyone would like. Average still isn't there, but seven home runs in his last 14 games just coincidentally <laughs> came right around the time that uh, they could bring Trey Turner up. But you just got to like what you see, a great defensive play diving to his left tonight too. And, and another blast is just this is what you want from Danny Espinosa. And part of the reason why Trey Turner, they can leave him down there to develop and you know keep him down there as long as they want so far. You know, I, I can see both sides of this. I, I joked that looking over his shoulder is the, the correction to his uh, his approach that he needed at the plate. And even so, he, he's still not really hitting as well as you'd like a, a, a starter to be hitting. You know, his, his WRC plus is in the low 70s, which even for a plus shortstop, you, you'd want that to be up in the 80s or 90. Um, you know, he's, he's showing us just enough to, to not make it a farce that he's your everyday starting shortstop. Um, and much as he, he really had the plus defense at second, at short – He's above average, but he's, he's certainly not elite. Although I have to say, it, it seems like he was making some extra hard throws today, like really firing it into Zim, like, hey, remember everyone how good my arm is? Here, it's not really needed on this play, but I'm going to show it to you here and beat him by an extra step just because I can. And, you know, I'm, I'm fine watching that on the TV. I, I'll watch, you know, Danny throw people out by, you know, steps and steps, uh, every play if I could, but uh, he may not be the ideal shortstop, but he's certainly demonstrating that if he's going to be a trade chip at the, at the deadline as a utility player for, you know, Rizzo knows what he's adding value to that. And he's certainly making it easier for Rizzo to say, trade doesn't have to come up. And he doesn't, the team is still winning. The, the team is not broke right now. Trade doesn't have to come up and fix the team. It would be nice to have him up to, uh, you know, get experience and adjust to major league pitching without the pressure of uh, a stretch run where every game is critical and, you know, the pressure is on for save the team or at least don't screw it up. But uh, right now, who goes down? You know, Danny was never going to be the one to go down because you need him as the, the super sub and the utility guy. Does Drew go down? Now he keeps hitting bombs. It's like everyone's looking over their shoulder at Turner. Uh, what, what are you going to do here? The, the team is more or less clicking as it is. You know, Dave, Dave likes to say when he's on that Trey has nothing left to learn at, at AAA, and maybe that's true hitting-wise. So we'll, we'll wave our hands and say he's got to develop his intangibles, whatever the heck that means. <laughs> yeah, as much as I've been advocating for Turner to be up here since probably last July and 
to the point where I think we've been uh, usurped in the free trade Turner movement where like the old hippies now who have been arguing about that for years and have been passed on by the new generation of activists who want Trey up there. But I'll keep watching Danny Espinosa make those throws from short that you mentioned. And for now, I'll keep watching him hit those home runs and ignore the strikeouts and just enjoy what he's able to do out there until they officially make the move. But uh, Felipe Rivero came on after Strasburg, uh, I don't know if it's a positive development, but he didn't give up a home run to a left-handed hitter this time. He gave up a run to a right-handed hitter. <laughs> Just Tom, thinking Tom that. Joseph. <laughs> Broad right. Second home run. Of, second home run of the night for Tommy Joseph made it nine to six at that point. Made it necessary for Jonathan Papelbon to come on, save number sixteen and eighteen opportunities. He got a chance to be fun and lovable out there on the mound when that line drive went out to Bryce Harper and had him twisting in the wind out there, but. Applebaum gets a save. Rivero struggles again, but not too bad. So I, I don't know what to make of Rivero's struggles. He's really getting killed by left-handed pitchers tonight. It was a right-hander. You, you know, he, he seemed like just a loss at the beginning of the season. And I'm I'm not sure if it's the, the heavy workload. Uh, I haven't uh, taken a look at his stats to see what, how much he's pitched last year and how much he's pitched in the minors before that. You know, maybe he's going through a period of dead arm the last week or two. Um, I, I hope he works through it uh, because, honestly, we need people to replace Paps. He, he did well enough tonight, but I, I refuse to believe that uh, you know, he, he's going to be the, the enduring solution past the All-Star break. He may be pitching and closing past the All-Star break, but he shouldn't be. The, the league knows that he does not have the stuff he had two years ago or even last year. Uh, and it, it's going to come down to, to close games against a veteran hitter who isn't going to go chasing. And there, there's going to be some heartbreaking bomb that, that loses us a game or two here. Um, and quite frankly, I'd, I'd rather it would be Sean Kelly in there actually getting the out as opposed to giving up the bomb. Yeah, I'm kind of on board there. Uh, I th- I'm hoping they're out there looking for uh, relievers. Rizzo did say that they're always out looking for stuff. So, uh, he did dispute the idea that they're going out after the Yankees, two guys. Uh, Yankees have reportedly this week ahead of a team meeting, uh, management meeting at least, and they're not necessarily looking to offload those guys at this point right now either. They're still kind of in the mix there. So no one's quitting yet. Uh, going back to Danny Espinosa thing, I, I kind of hope they don't trade him like some of the Washington Post writers were speculating this week. I think it was Thomas Boswell in particular. I shouldn't lump them all into one, but I, I still like him as a utility guy. I like him as a backup option if and when anything happens to the shortstop or second baseman along the line. So I hope that's not the case, but quick turnaround for tomorrow, a 12.05 p.m. game, uh, Aaron Nola versus Tanner Roark in the nation's capital, and then a 4 o'clock game on Sunday just to throw everyone's schedules off even more. Nationally sponsored by federalbaseball.com, the Nationals 37-24 and 24 after the win tonight. Are you going to be at either next two games there? Yeah, I'll be at the game tomorrow. I'll be down in D.C. on Monday then. Hopefully see you there. 37-24 and 24 after the win, 9-6 Nationals. That's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. I'll talk to you after the game tomorrow, sir. Go Nats.